Queen's Men. For the first time, authentic stories of the world-famous Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Tales of men who for almost a hundred years have helped to keep peace in Canada. The Queen's Men. Remember the McKee case? Breaking and entering. There was a terrific hole, wasn't there, Sergeant? Well, that's the way it started, but it certainly branched out from there. Oh, how do you mean? Well, that was the case where one of them was released on bail and as a result really convicted himself. Well, maybe I'd better tell you about it. Yeah, I wish you would. Well, it was a couple of years ago. Ferguson was with me. We were driving along Highway 9 on night patrol out of headquarters in Manitoba. And the way it started... <laughs> Quiet this time of night. Uh, so it was a quiet stretch of road. Trucks have been taking the new route. No moon. Well, not yet. Should be out sometime, though. It's a full moon about now, isn't it? I wouldn't know. What do you think of the new O.C.? Well, seems a good man. I haven't seen him in action yet, but I guess he's a good copper. Golden rule man, you know. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Say, hey, better pull over a bit, Ferguson. Somebody's coming along behind us at a real good clip. Hey, you're right. He is. Hey, that guy's doing 80. At least. Come on, let's go. You better have the siren, Barkley. Yep. He wants a race. He sure does. Step on it, Ferguson. I don't think we're going to catch him. He's already out of sight. You better put in a call to Constable Peters. He should be parked by the phone up at the intersection. Car 22, Constables Ferguson and Barkley calling Constable Peters. Ferguson and Barkley on Highway 9 calling Constable Peters. Peters here. Where are you? Intersection number 27? Like sedan, proceeding south on number nine, approximately 80 miles an hour. He should pass you in six or seven minutes if he doesn't turn off. We've been pursuing him, but we've lost him. Right. I'll get my bike turned around. Stop him and hold him till we get there. Don't lose him. has them just off the highway. Where? I don't... That lane over there, behind uh, the big tree. Yeah. yeah. Looks as though they tried to turn off. Well, I guess they gave him quite a chase. Well, my guess is there's something more than speed demons pulling a stunt like that. Better give them a good search. You can explain it to these men here. Good work, Peters. They hit a hundred before I caught up with them. All right, men. What are your names? I'm McKee. Charles McKee. And you? Eric Campbell. McKee. 
Eric Campbell. And which one of you owns this car? I do. Let's have your license. Hmm, sure thing, officer. I have it right here. Here you are. Okay, now what was the rush? Sorry if we were breaking any rules, officer. Look, the speed limit on this highway is 50, and you were doing between 80 and 100. I guess you know that. Why, no. We must have picked up speed gradually without realizing it. I see. And you raced away from a police siren without realizing that, too. Well, uh, Eric here, he thought he heard something that could have been a siren, but uh, I didn't hear it myself. All right, that's enough of that. Unless you're deaf, you heard the siren. You don't act very deaf. Constable Ferguson. Yes, Constable? Check the license number, will you? It says here 36674D. Right. 36674D, you said. Yeah. Peters, you better get out and patrol the highway. We'll be a little while. I'm going to search the car. Sure, Constable. Good night. Night. The license on the back of the car is number 6771D. Well, not much relation to this number. Well, how do you men explain that? Well, uh, quite a long story, officer. You see, this license was issued for another car. car my brother owned. Yeah, go on. Well, my brother took care of getting this car for me, and... He made all the arrangements about the license. Yeah, just a minute. Constable Ferguson, you yeah. better start searching the car. Right. Yes, you were saying, McKee? Well, I'm not sure how it happened. Uh, remember, uh, I noticed the license number wasn't the same as on the plate, and I asked my brother about it. Well, what did he say? Well, now you know, officer, it's just slipped my mind what he said. Oh, maybe we can find out from your brother. Hey, here's something. What? The bottle, partly full of whiskey. I suppose you men know it's against the law to carry an open bottle of whiskey in a car. All right, climb in. No, the police car. You're taking us in? Yes, on a charge under the Provincial Liquor Act. Oh, but we can explain the liquor. I'm sure you can. You'll have every chance to explain it at headquarters. Ferguson, you better get in the back and see they behave. Okay. We'll have their car brought in later. I wasn't satisfied with their explanations, Inspector. Mm -hmm. The fact that they tried to evade us in the first place. Yes, yes. You did the right thing, bringing them in for further investigation. Where are they now? Down the hall in 303. Constable Ferguson and Sergeant McNutt are questioning them. I have a check on their fingerprints. Good idea. You know, there may be... There may be a connection. Just before you came in, we received a report of a sizable theft which occurred this evening. Is that so? Where, Inspector? At Livingston. Livingston, eh? The garage was held up, the safe broken open, and approximately 3000 in cash was taken. Let's see, Livingston. Uh, what time was the robbery? About 10. Well, it could tie in, couldn't it? We were traveling south on Highway 9 at about 10.45 when these men passed us. Livingston is 
what, about 40 miles north and directly off number nine? Yeah, that's what you mean. These two men pulled that job. They could be in that vicinity at the time you speak of. Yeah, and a little time to spare. In other words, they could have hidden the money somewhere. Has the car been thoroughly searched? Not yet. It's being brought in now. Constables Jeffries and Blaker went out to get it. They should be back any minute. This robbery has every appearance of being a thoroughly professional job. You may find something on these men, if they are our men, in a fingerprint or photo file. Yeah, I'd better get to work on it immediately. Yeah, do that. And see that a detailed search is made of the car. Then report back to me. And nothing in the car. I'm just being through it with a fine-tooth comb. And yet, I don't know. I mean, it may be just a coincidence, but the timing of that robbery in Livingston seems to indicate that there... Oh, here you are. The inspector thought I might find you here. Was anything further happened, Peters? Yes. I don't know if it's of any interest to you, but another report came in from Livingston a few minutes ago. What report? Another robbery was pulled, uh, apparently a few minutes after the first one. Where? Store. Clothing store, just up the street. Fella came running down to the garage, and when he heard what happened, and happened into his own store. And there was his safe standing open. And empty as all get out. Looks like the same man pulled them both. Uh, yeah, it looks that way, all right. Ferguson, we better think of something fast. We can only hold these men overnight. If they're responsible, we've got, well, just eight hours to get the evidence. <laughs> Dear Barkley, which dog do you want to take? Duke, I think, Inspector. He works well for me. He's an excellent tracer. And you plan to give him the scent from the shoes of McKee and Campbell? Yes, sir. Then I'll take him out to Livingston, to the garage, see if he connects them. Well, it's a quick way of finding out if there's any connection. You, you certainly have nothing to lose. So go ahead and good luck. Thanks. Hey, Duke, take it easy. Why, nearly pulled me off my feet. Hey, is this the place, Duke? What about it? Ferguson, look. This is Beck's clothing store. The other place that was robbed tonight. And that dog knows it. What's inside? Good work, Duke, old boy. Hey, well, it definitely was the same man who pulled both jobs. Yeah, and this fellow has their scent, and no mistake. Now, let's see. They obviously broke in the front door, but they didn't leave by this door, or the dog would be following the trail on from here. Well, they probably left from the back. Yeah, or a side window. Come on, boy. Round this way. We'll find that trail for you again. That's yeah, odd, though. You wouldn't have expected the men would go on such a hike after pulling two robberies. You'd think they'd want to pull out right away. Yeah, but you don't park a strange car in a town like this without it being noticed. Say, can't you slow down a bit, no, Duke? No, no, not him. He's really on that chase. Look, Ferguson, I think you better go back and get the car. All right. 
hope he stays on the main street long enough for you to catch up with us. Well, what if he turns off? Well, then I'll try and hold him. Okay, look, I'll get the car, catch up with you as soon as I can. Right. just made it in time, Ferguson. He wants to turn down this lane. How does it look? Can you follow us in the car? Oh, it's pretty muddy. Well, well, look, come along beside us until it starts to feel sticky. If he cuts across a field, you better leave the car and follow us. I'll have to hang on to him. I might need you to do some investigating. All right, all right. I'll do my best. You better let him continue now, Barkley. He's getting mad. coming. There's been a car parked here. That's what Duke was excited about. It's a getaway car, is it? Yeah. You see the tire tracks? So this is the end of the trail. For the moment it is. But now we want to check these tracks with the tires on the car that we picked up tonight and make a thorough ground search of this surrounding area. Okay, I'll put a call in then. Good work, Duke. Good boy. Good boy. Yes, we certainly have, Inspector. Now then, what have you to report? Well, the tire tracks outside Livingston match the car owned by McKee and Cameron, just to start with. I see. And during the search out there, we came across these articles. A pair of pliers, a scarf, empty cigarette package recently discarded. I'm taking them along to the lab now for fingerprint tests. McKee and Cameron have been fingerprinted? Yes, Inspector. So if they match... If they match, we can definitely charge them in the morning with robbery. I just heard that someone has put up bail for McKee. Yes, he was released this morning. I don't like the look of that, you know, Sergeant. These men are obviously experienced criminals. Well, yes, you're right. That's why the bail was set so high. You know who put up the bail? No, but I can find out in just a minute. Hello, uh, Blake? Sergeant Johnson here. Can you tell me who put up the bail for Charles McKee? Yes. Yes, the robbery case. Yes, I'll hold on. If they're experienced, as you say, Barkley, McKee will know better than to jump bail. No, I'm not worried about that. We'd get him soon enough if he tried it. What I've been thinking is that these fellows never have 5000 sitting around loose. It looks to me as though the bail money is probably the money that was stolen from Livingston. Hmm, yeah. If that's the case, then whoever came forward with the bail knew where to look for the money. Yes. Yes, Blake? It was, eh? I see. Right, thanks. You may have something there after all, Barkley. They tell me it was McKee's brother who put up bail. His brother? You sure that's the streetcar he's on, Sergeant? 
Well, you saw him get on. Yeah, but there was quite a crowd at that last stop. I wonder if he perhaps got off and gave us the slip. No, I don't think so. It'd be a shame to lose him after watching his place all night. Oh, but, man, I'm sleepy. Yeah, a cup of coffee would be mighty nice right now. But let's stay awake a little while longer, Barkley. I'm curious where a man like McKee would be going at 8.30 in the morning with the working crowd. Maybe he's got a job. Some job, but he can come up with 5,000 overnight. Streetcar stopping. Keep a sharp lookout. Yeah. There. There. That's McKee getting off, isn't it? It sure is, and thank goodness. I had a nasty feeling we might have missed him at that last stop. Now, he's going down that side street. I think we'd be safe to pull around and tail him, Sergeant. There's lots of traffic, and he doesn't seem to be on guard. Well, he isn't going far. What's that story he's entering? Well, if you want to drive past it, I'll be able to read the... the Marchand's Furriers. Hey, you don't suppose he's going to pull a hold up? No, the doorman greeted him, opened the door for him, as if he knew him. It looks to me as though McKee is working there. Marshall's Furriers. Yes, Inspector. Barkley and I had a cup of coffee and then dropped into the shop. The doorman was very chatty. We had no difficulty in establishing that McKee is working there. Well, well, well. It looks as though he may have decided to go straight. Well, I've, I've got news for you, Sergeant. Your efforts have nipped the next McKee robbery in the bud. Why, I don't follow you, Inspector. <laughs> no, but you followed McKee. That's the main thing. Uh, Blake, send Constable Ferguson in here with that report on McKee. Yes. Yes, McKee's brother. Thanks. When you see McKee's record, Sergeant, you'll see what I mean. These boys have Martians all lined up for their next big job. You mean they're planning to rob the place? That's their plan, you can be sure. And that's why the brother had to spring Charles. They've probably been planning this for months. They've had a lot of success in the past, but this time they won't get away with it. <laughs> Inspector was right. That was the end of the McKee boys. Hmm. How'd they nab them, Sergeant? Well, by keeping a close watch on the brother, and by careful investigation, Johnson was able to establish the exact time of the planned robbery. So when the boys turned up one night to pull the job, they walked right into our arms. <laughs> they must have been somewhat surprised. Yeah, they certainly were. That was a bit of a gun battle. Nobody was hurt, but they shot themselves right into the big league. No more evidence was needed to have them put away for a good long rest. All because they broke the speed limit one night when they thought no one was looking. That's right. This was a case of the RCMP missing the man at first and finally nabbing their men. 